0: So I was offered to lead a high-tech company. Uh, and Me being a mechanical engineer was like, what the hell? And uh, to make things even worse, it was offered by a 27-year-old guy who came for a job interview in his shorts and flip flops. (laughs) And I was like, no, that's no way. And I came home uh, and uh, my wife was doing something in the kitchen and like just casually she said like, You're a fucking idiot. On Tech Talks today, we're talking
1: to Kreshmir, the COO of Grape. And it's a two-wheel revolution with tech built into its very core. This is Tech Talks, the twice-weekly technology podcast with interviews and news from the technology industry. So if you're interested in tech, this is the podcast for you. So, after what we can only describe as a sabbatical, <laughs> legacy presenter Jack Pierce has returned to the fold.
2: So, what I wanted to do, Dave, was have back-in-back back playing at this point. And, you know, as Brian Johnston comes in to say, back in black, I go, back with Jack! Uh, but, you know, I'll leave, I'll, I'll leave that to, to post. Uh, but ro- yeah, ro- no.
1: Royalty issues could be a problem. And when you said back <laughs> in black, I got confused. I thought you were going on about Amy.
2: Amy Winehouse. Oh, you go back to her and you go back to Jack. That would also work, to be honest, from from your point of view. That
1: would work very nicely.
2: But yeah, I mean, I I was on a bit of a hiatus there. I bought a house. I've been been to Texas and back. Yeah. Um, It's been, it's been, yeah, it was a hectic end of the year for myself. So, Yeah, yeah. I uh, thank you for your patience, Dave. And, I mean, look, I know um, Ali and Evie have been doing a fucking amazing job. Like, I mean, I, I want to do my shows again because I'm worried that they're going to take over and be better presenters than me.
1: Uh, Jack, no no one could replace you on Tech Talk.
2: Come on. No, no, no one's got that Essex swagger, have they?
1: Exactly, exactly. I'm also buying a house, by the way.
2: Mm. Where are you like, buying?
1: Come- You've heard of it whilst we're on air.
2: Come out to Woolwich with me, then.
1: No, mate, I'm moving further. I'm moving to the countryside.
2: Kent? I know it's Kent, right? It is Kent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, that's where your nephew and your sister and you've got family are, there, we're gonna right?
1: Be, we're going to be like five five minutes down the road from them. Like, literally, my sister is ecstatic because um, my, my, my nephew's nursery is around the corner.
2: <laughs> yeah, she's she's a smart woman. She's, got, she's roped you into a lovely area, and next thing you know, you'll be babysitting, and then next thing you know, Dave, after that, maybe there'll be a couple of little savages
1: what an awful thought um yeah. by the by the way i do like the fact that you know i shared my notes with you that were literally like seven words and jack the jack the consummate professional show off sent me basically an essay back
2: yeah, look, I'm not I have to do that, Dave, because I've no short-term memory. Uh it's not it's nothing for me to be proud of. I, I I should be better at note-taking. I just end up transcribing, I think.
1: Well, look, uh, we will dive into the interview that Jack has transcribed. Uh it's harking back to November to Web Summit. There's a little bit of wind interference at times. Bear with it because the content is excellent if I do say so myself. Creshmere has a lot to say. Uh and it's totally topical, totally on point. So do enjoy the interview. Myself and Jack will be back with some commentary afterwards. We are talking to Kreshmir. Uh, You work for Grape. Yeah. And you're here at Web Summit as an attendee.
0: Yeah. You speaking at all or just just here to find out what's going on? or Uh, Here to find out uh, what's going on. Uh, Me being from a bike company, a lot of people have asked me, what, what the hell are you doing at Web Summit? But, you know, I like to say that we do have a bike in our name but despite the name that would suggest otherwise we are not a bike company we are a high-tech mobility it's a bit
1: short-sighted of the attendees of something like a web summit to question that given that
0: predominantly now most organizations are tech-led regardless of what sector they're in uh, here at, at web summit I would say no but you would be surprised uh, how many people were looking strangely at me in, in, our, in our core business which is which is bikes when I said like web summit uh, we, that we will be there it's, it's not a typical, a typical bike business, definitely. So what's your position in the company? Yeah, I run the company on a daily basis. Yeah. Uh, I'm a member of the management board and I'm responsible more or less for every, uh, anything except uh, the high level vision, which is uh, which is something that our founder and CEO, uh, Matt Arimitz is doing. Uh, but the guy has another pet project, which is a 600 people company doing the fastest electric cars in the world. So, let's say that uh, I do most of the work. So, COO or MD or general manager? What's the Uh, closest? Chief operating officer. Chief operating officer. Cool. And
1: you're based in Croatia?
0: Yeah, Croatia, a small country on on the Adriatic Sea, which is definitely not known for high uh, technology, or at least wasn't known until five years ago.
1: No, I suppose that's fair. I mean, to be perfectly honest, if I think of Croatia, I immediately think of somewhere like... uh, the Adriatic, See, the beaches,
0: uh, the uh, I, I suppose people now think of uh, Game of Thrones as well, Is it, it doubled yeah, up as... Uh, absolutely, yeah, that was a big thing for for the country and was well known for it. Yeah, good for tourism. Absolutely, yeah.
1: But I kind of think, I imagine it as this as this holiday destination that's been kind of up and coming for the last 15 years and now it's pretty established, but I don't think of it as a tech
0: hub. you're entirely right. Uh, absolutely, yeah, so um, luckily or, or unfortunately... Uh, Croatia was a part of uh, former Yugoslavia, went through a civil war the, in the 90s. And a lot of uh, industries and companies are relatively basic. There is not a lot of access to venture capital and people people are starting to go into high tech maybe in the last five or ten years, not more.
1: What's what's the talent pool like in Croatia? Do you Actually, find uh, that, that you've got less competition and a, and, a, and a good pool of talent that's not being kind of overly competitive and therefore the price is pushed up
0: uh, uh, actually it's it's relatively decent of course any tech company today has a challenge of attracting of uh, young talent uh, but creation um, uh, creation uh, universities are quite good and there is a lot of good uh, developers and engineers coming out of the uh, universities what is helping us is that our reputation is, as an organization is quite good so we are a we are an attractive employer, but it's not easy. Definitely, you know, you have to have a good story. You have to have a good product to attract and keep talent. Absolutely. So, um,
1: before we dive into anything else, it's probably worth saying who are great because you've said they're bikes and you've said technology. Yeah. But people may still be going. Hang on. What, what do we mean by bikes and technology?
0: Yeah, so so the story of the company, I'll try to summarize it just in a few sentences. So we were were an uh, experiment, an engineering exercise uh, in a car company doing the fastest electric cars in the world, where we wanted to take the tech out of the car and put it on two wheels. And then that um, uh, that uh, experiment actually became a project. Mm. That project became a department. And then three years ago, we realized that there are so many opportunities in micro mobility and in two-wheel travel that we said, like, the hell, let's let's spin it out as an independent company. So yeah, our our title is Great Bikes. But we are more of a software company than anything else. We are extremely heavily R&D oriented, like more than 30 people are directly involved in R&D. And out of that 30 people, like 25 are electronics and software. So we treat bikes as just as a platform to put technology on. Uh, we focus on IoT, uh, on uh, making bikes smarter and connected. And this is the thing that we do. We, we, we do really cool bikes uh, because we Bikes as, as, a, as a revenue stream, mm. uh, but also as a development platform and a marketing loop tool because we are selling that technology to others. So it's 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 a really interesting company, and I would say like more than anything, we are a software company. And out of interest, then you, you develop your own bikes. This isn't something that you could put on an existing bike. Like you couldn't buy a motor and the sensors and stick it on. No, no. And actually, uh, we uh, we went through hell and back uh, during the development because. Uh, for the experience that we want to create for the bikes uh, nothing existed neither on the software side or electronics or even on the hardware side So we had to deal with things that we didn't want to deal because simply they didn't exist And I call this a blessing and a curse because it was a curse because we had to create and, and design and manufacture every single button on the bike but then again Today we are completely vertically integrated in terms of R and D. We do everything by ourselves, like mechanical engineering, embedded engineering, uh, firmware, software, iOS, Android. Basically, everything is within the company. And today, you know, if, if you uh, if, if if you want to put an over-the-air update on a supercar, this is something we can do.
1: So, out of interest, what's what's the business model, or what do you you know? Is it a B to C business as much as you're selling the bikes to enthusiasts or you know last night I jumped on a lime uh, scooter and there's frog and there's bird are you looking at that kind of marketplace and saying you know what we could put the bikes into cities and get it get a deal with a with a local with a local
0: authority Uh, no Uh, so our business model is uh, again something that we didn't invent it's it's we're copying that from our sister company who is doing the cars where uh, we do we do bikes as they do cars uh, and like I said we treat them as a, as a revenue stream but more importantly they are a development platform so uh, we, we we do bikes which are extravagant which are actually quite funny we believe and and quite enjoyable to ride, but our number one priority is then selling that technology to other OEMs in the in the bike business. The same thing as our sister company is doing with the car technology. So mm. they do really, really cool cool car, but then they are supplying battery systems to to Aston Martin or infotainment systems to somebody else.
1: Okay, so we talked a little bit about it being kind of a smart bike and you're a software company. Exactly what are we talking about?
0: Yes, so so when we started developing the bike, we said we wanted a bike that would make decisions on its own, that would interact with other bikes in the future, even interact with infrastructure. So what we did is that we have put um, a lot of sensors on the bike. Uh, We are gathering roughly 50 telemetry data from the bike at any given second. And then the, the bike has its own embedded SIM modules, which is used for connection to the Internet. And we are streaming that data online. We then play with that data to make it interesting, useful, or simply fun for the end user. And then we stream that to different platforms, iOS, Android, or, or web.
1: To, to, to what extent, when you say almost drive or ride itself, because I can't imagine that the, 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 the handlebars just turn in someone's hand, because that's going to throw no, the balance. No, so I suppose that, there's only there's only so far you can...
0: Yeah, that's, that's not what we are trying to achieve. We are trying to achieve that, for example, because of the sensors and connectivity, you can literally compete or compare to somebody who is on another side of the planet. Okay. Uh, because of the cameras that are integrated on the bike, which record automatically, you can create content which you can literally, from the push of a button on a bike, share on social media. Where we even see down the road digital competitions where companies like Red Bull would, would say we're giving away prices to whoever spends most time in the air this weekend. And because we have, and because we have uh, uh, sensors on the bike that can measure how much time have you spent in the air, this is uh, literally a digital competition across the world in different countries at different times. Just imagine the, the story behind that. We will have this mental picture of uh, you calling your, your customer service for a bike and uh, the agent replies, give me a second to log on to your bike. That is possible today and that is something that we have created. These are the things that, that we are doing. Uh, also, some of the one of one of the the, the the things that I enjoy the most is that we are playing with the bike uh, as a as a as a gaming platform. So today you're pushing uh, buttons on your PlayStation control, but you know if we have sensors in the brakes and we have, and if we have sensors in the pedals and we have, these are input devices for a game, and we already have some games that, uh, that you can try out on our bikes. So these are the things that we are doing. We are not into making the fastest or, or the, the craziest uh, bike, but we are into creating bikes with with the, the, the best user experience. Before we hit
1: record though, you did, you did tell me one particular example that I have to say really surprised me. I think it's quite cool. You said uh, the motor being driven by someone's heart rate.
0: Yeah, so so the, the pedal like all well, the bikes that we are creating are actually just assisting you. You have to turn the pedals and the level of assistance of the motor is something that that can be controlled. So we said, why shouldn't we, for example, connect a heart rate uh, and make it uh, as an input for the assistance level of the motor. So for example, you go to work and you're wearing a suit, you cannot sweat. And you tell your bike, just keep my heart rate below 100 so I don't sweat. This is something that already exists on a bike. And every hour, uh, every bike we, we deliver comes with a heart rate monitor for that particular function. But it is just, just an example of where we use different sources of data to create a user experience which we think is fun.
1: So, I think it's worth asking about funding because... Thirty people involved in R and D can't make it a cheap business in terms of its run rates. Yeah, so...
0: that, that is to put it politely. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are we are uh, definitely burning a lot of money and have burned a lot of money uh, into uh, so far. We were fortunate enough that we have some quite interesting investors so uh, 10% of the company is owned by Porsche the car company Right. Okay. Cool. Uh, 15% of the company is owned by Camel which is the biggest uh, car battery manufacturer in in, uh, in Asia it's a Chinese company so it kind of tells you where car companies are going they are aware that uh, we will not be moving around the cities in four wheels as much as we do at the moment yeah so everybody's investing a lot in micro mobility um, so these are these are the invest, uh, investors that have uh, uh, helped us to reach where we are at the moment. Uh, but what we are doing uh, at the moment is, is uh, crowdfunding uh, in a new way. So we are doing the world's first retail equity token offering. We are basically putting shares into blockchain with full ownership rights. And we are doing that uh, in, under the uh, EU jurisdiction. So what we are basically doing that anybody with as little as 100 euros can uh, become a shareholder of the company that is co-owned by Porsche, for example. And this right. is uh, what excites me about it is, uh, of course, this is something that is necessary for, to secure our future, but it, what excites me about it is that this is the first step in tokenizing any assets i'm pretty sure that in five to ten years you know uh, most of the companies have be, uh, will have their assets written in a blockchain and not just companies you know literally all other assets buildings uh, land cars and things like that it provides so much advantages cutting out the middleman uh, tradable immediately so just imagine what uh, what what that means for, uh, for an investor that can buy a share in a, in a in a startup or or an SME and literally have that liquid and tradable 2 minutes after he, he bought the asset. This is this is a game changer in my opinion. So I, I, sometimes I even joke that uh, if everything goes 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 right, this first equity token offering will, will be something that will put us in uh, in, uh, in the books as, as the first ones that ever did it.
1: That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Look, um last thing you worked in farmer before this, yeah. you said that you lived in a suit and yeah. that's not the, the image of, of the person I see sat in front of me. Uh, when you got offered this job, you said that your wife, you initially were like, oh, I don't know. Your wife said that you were mad to, to say no.
0: Yeah, I was I was, I was, was between uh, between jobs and like I had like two offers, which were a suit and a tie and a clean shave every morning. And this was something that I did for 10 years before that. So it was like a logical choice to move, move in that direction. And then and you, on the, you
1: had two, you had one small child, another one on the way. Yeah, yeah,
0: so I had, I had uh, my my daughter was about to be born, and uh, I was, and I by 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 trade I'm not the guy who likes to take a lot of risk, so I was offered to lead a high tech company, uh, and me being a mechanical engineer was like, what the hell, and uh, I had. make things even worse it was offered by a 27 year old guy who came for a job interview and his shorts and and flip flops (laughs) and i was like no that's no way and i came home uh, and uh, my wife was doing something in the kitchen and like just casually she said like you're a fucking idiot and i said but honey you know we have one child the other one is on its way and she said, do you really think that once you will be an old fart, you will be offered so, to, to run a high-tech company? And I, I was thinking at that time, I said like, shit, she's right, you know, and I and I, and I said, I did this leap of faith, I said yes, and uh, probably the best thing I ever did in my life. So look, Except,
1: it, it, is, it is a leap of faith. And look, I ask because you often hear people say, oh, well, I'd love to do that, but I've got responsibilities or commitments, and then they don't. So if you're talking to that person who's maybe you five six years ago, say, and you're in a job, but you think it might be more fun to do something that's a little bit different.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, the the, the the sentence that Mark Twain wrote, which is quite kind of cheesy, but I'm a true believer in that, that in 20 years you will not regret the things that you did, but the things that you did not this is a perfect example so when I look back at uh, at my days in a suit and a tie uh, now my reaction was what did what were I thinking you know like that's not what made me happy I remember but I suppose it helped
1: you get this role. It yeah you get
0: absolutely it. you know you have to go through uh, through uh, you have to learn the tricks of trade you have to get experience and, and everything and one of the reasons I, I was uh, I was offered this job was uh, I I could bring structure and and repeatability in our manufacturing process. That was that was that's something that I'm good at. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, if, if you would uh, use logic at that time, that was definitely not uh, not something that would fit into that criteria.
1: Well, look, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your time in Lisbon and uh, good luck hopefully we see grape in the UK before too long Uh,
0: Yeah, there are actually a couple of bikes already in uh, the UK Uh, Ces Fabregas uh, who was formerly in Chelsea if I'm not mistaken Mm. uh, rides one of our bikes Uh, so there are bikes in, in the UK definitely and they can be ordered online and also regarding the investment, you know, we are open for any investor firm around the EU. So if anybody believes in our vision, it's basically just a few clicks away to be a part of Grape.
1: Amazing. Well, look, thank you. And uh, enjoy the rest of your, of your conference. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Um, I'm going to start with probably the least um, relevant bit, but just because I thought you'd like it. Sesk. Sesk has, has interest in Grape.
2: Hey, I mean, that man was my hero growing up. We share a go. birthday. Um, he was just, you know, he was a kid amongst men. Um, he's little. Yeah. What an ambassador! Yeah, he's little. He's cute. You know, I see a lot of myself <laughs> in Ces Fabregas. I do, I do. But yeah, I mean, I mean, not just that. I mean, who did he say the other one was? Let me Porsche as well. Come on, mm. if they're getting involved. We know they're doing something, right?
1: I think. I think it's a. I think it's bloody marvellous. I mean, in in the in the, in the backdrop in, of of climate crisis, mm. um, you know that that realization that micro mobility around cities is crucial, um, and, and an electric vehicle that allows for that um, and is really designed with that first and foremost. You're not you're not sticking a motor on a bike and
2: Uber, you know, yeah,
1: um, and all right. It'll mean that the bike comes at a premium, etc. But it's new technology, right? And I can only assume that over time, what grape are making will come down and become more affordable uh, with it too.
2: Well, look, I mean, just to that example, Tesla releasing their first 30k car in America, I think, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. it will, you know, as it becomes more of a commodity and a necessity, it will come down in price. But look, this, we're not just talking about a bike here, man. We're talking about IoT, you know, tele, what is it, telemetry sensors? I should know that mm. because I have to write about it all the time these days. But yeah, telemetry sensors on your bike, you you can control your pace via your heart rate. You know. This, know. Is, this is not just a bike, it's, you know, to, to steal m uh, whole marketing <laughs> campaign in the early 2000s. This is not just a bike. This is a tech bike.
1: What I like is it's tapping into the whole gamification thing. When, he, when I was when I was listening to it, it it made me think of Strava. When he's talking about being able to compete with others and the social aspect, that I is exactly Peloton. why.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, so Peloton, yeah. Strava, Garmin, all yep. of these, yep. all of these uh, trackers, uh, Fitbit are all competing for that space. Strava are the one that's kind of caught like religion amongst runners. Yeah. You can also use it for cyclists, but there is a massive market to tap into there of sharing adventures fitness etc um over over a platform so to to focus on that i think is a really sensible niche because yeah whilst running has definitely got um big players in the game i, I don't think that there is an equivalent yet for the open road with cycling in quite the same way
2: no, you're right, and I, I just wanted to throw one more name into that mix that you provided. Our good friend Bonnie Parsons uh, uh the SOS Dance Troupe. Yeah, you know, another one using tech and and fitness hand in hand. So it's it, it's definitely something that we want more of. You know, we want subscriptions and we want stuff on demand, and that kind of gig economy has led us here. You know, this is a making of our own of our own creation almost. You know, and it's so, like
1: it's a community thing, isn't it? You know, exactly. If I go for a run. I want to share it. and I don't want to, oh, I, 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 Dave,
2: don't we just know it when you go, through,
1: Ron? <laughs> but you know, you want to kind of go, Oh, these are my times. And it's almost, it's almost like that community of people holds you accountable. Like I, I get kind of super worried about posting a, a,
2: a, a shit time. I'll be perfectly <laughs> honest. Cause it's like, come on
1: mate, it'll be a game. It's visible
2: yeah i mean that was that was me uh, in preparation for the half marathon looking at your times i was like oh for fuck's sake, if, if dave can do it this fast how can i not <laughs> i'm i'm 15 years younger than he is how is that you know
1: now the, the the practicality point of view if you're going to use this to get to work i love the heart rate monitor piece no the, one wants the, to
2: be sweaty no one wants exactly. to uh, no one wants to turn up sweaty it's it's inspired you know that is that is practicality at its finest
1: Yeah. You know, you say, I don't want my heart to go over 70 beats a minute and the motor will adapt and give you power to allow you to maintain. And that's brilliant because it's not, it's not like a gear where different people's fitness levels come into it and they have to, you know, you've got to work out what works for you. This is attuned to your body. That's genius.
2: Yeah. Yeah frighteningly genius you know that that's what iot is doing man it's connecting everything not just your tech your body now it seems right
1: yeah yeah and you know it's great to to you know it's the first it's the first interview that we've had coming out of of croatia coming out of the former yugoslavia i know that you made some notes on this point
2: yeah i mean i mean my main notes about yugoslavia was uh, just imagine how good the football team would be these days (laughs) um but, yeah, no, I mean, we, we've got to touch on the, the shares in blockchain. Surely, you know, that's that's the way for a lot of people to go. You know, crowdsourcing and crowdfunding and all that stuff is is not easy. Uh, you know, we've heard many stories of, you know, struggling to get funding and, you know, big mm. borrowing and stealing. But, you know, he, here is a real left-field way of doing it. And, you know, they did it on the show, Pied, uh, not Pied Piper. Um, they're called Pied Piper on the show. The show is, what is the show called that I was going about? RuPaul? No, yeah. Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. There you go. Yeah. So I, I put Silicon Valley out of my head since San Francisco because they're they're so hated there as, right, a, as okay. a community. But anyway, that's that's a digression. Um. So yeah, you know, by allowing shares to go into blockchain for funders to, you know, get ownership from a hundred euros, I think he said. Mm-hmm. You know, and if if they're successful, they'll be the first people to successfully do this. You know, that's that's no mean feat, no small feat.
1: But coming back to to the Yugoslavia point, and I agree with you, and I'm just going to drag it back. I'm I'm stealing your notes because I think you made a good point. You didn't just talk about football. You talked about the fact that, you know, Civil War in the 90s, only just getting bigger companies now there via tourism, Uh, and the attractiveness of it if we think about places like lisbon where the interview was recorded it's a tourism hotspot that's cheap that's becoming a tech hub somewhere like croatia is well known as a country that people go to holiday in now and it stands to reason that therefore its reputation will be like oh hang on a minute If, if, if it's good enough to holiday maybe it's good enough to live and i think that's that's an appealing narrative and an interesting one because there will be uh you know, he talks about thirty R and D bods, but they will be at a far cheaper price than they would be in in northern or western Europe.
2: Absolutely, and I mean, I know we we you've been to Croatia, right?
1: I have not. My sister you haven't.
2: Have. So I've been I've, I've been to Split and Dubrovnik, and it's, it, it's 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 a magical place. It really is. It's you know, it's very historic, very beautiful, and you know the the people there can't do enough for you as well. And you know, it, as Kashmir says, the talent is there as well. You know, the the colleges and the universities are producing these people and with england becoming a less attractive place for you know um foreign workers Everything. to come. yeah for, yeah just could have ended it there but you know uh, places like croatia and, and stuff like that have got real opportunity to to become thriving tech hubs and I, I didn't know one existed out there i'm sure it was a bit of a shock to you i mean you're 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 sowing the know these days anyway dave i'm sure you knew about it but yeah good for croatia and you know good for good for the, that area
1: um we can't not mention his wife who sounds like an absolute
2: hero. Did you see my note on that? I did. Yeah, his wife sounds like Rosie, my girlfriend. You fucking idiot. That's yeah, that's what someone should say to me as well.
1: And do you heed that advice? Because it was great that Kreshmir was like, Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, these the our chosen partners in life aren't saying these things to wind us up most of the time. You know, yeah, of course they will, but they're the people that really drive us to to go after what we're too afraid to do sometimes and sometimes it's uh being scared of letting them down you know letting your better half down and you know if you've got your wife saying you fucking idiot go ahead and do it or you know the opportunity's there you're not going to get any bigger backing than that i don't care what vc you get on
1: no and and great as well given their family circumstances at the time that that was not something that was a barrier clearly
2: yeah not to her anyway yeah, I mean, look, Dave, if one of our many startup ideas comes to fruition now, Rosie would call me a fucking idiot for going for it, I can tell you that much.
1: <laughs> um, any further final points on this one that you're you're keen to make?
2: No no, no. I, I think we've covered it, it sufficiently there i mean we've said it what this is one of those one of those guests we have on where we're like well you know give us the kit then let us trial out a bike no
1: <laughs> wouldn't it be amazing
2: <laughs> let me drive. let uh, me, let me...
1: and tech talks
2: <laughs> yeah exactly let me just bike from plumstead to victoria which is a long old jaunt and uh, i'll tell you if i sweat or not
1: <laughs> <laughs> right Creshmere great uh thank you for coming on the show we hope to see more than just those couple of bikes in the uk soon we're going to go to a quick, quick advert break and then we'll be back with a bit of technology news uh, to round off your week once a month tech talks opens the tuck shop a youtube tech news roundup which is kindly carried by disruptive live disruptive live is the uk's first and only 24 7 tv channel for the technology industry stay up to date with all the latest industry news by following our regular talk shows broadcast live across the disruptive live website and social media channels you can also catch disruptive live at some of the largest global technology events broadcasting from london manchester singapore dubai and many more welcome back to tech talks uh jack obviously it was ces last week we're not going to talk about Ivanka trump because i did that with evie and ali um but you know that you you have some bizarre ideas for technology from time to time so i thought i'd I'd bring you some of the bizarre ideas that came out of uh the conference courtesy of the guardian um Sex, snoring, and endless loo paper. The gadget show catering for your every need. From a Karma Sutra bed that helps you try out new positions to a robot that brings you toilet roll. This year's Consumer Electronics Exhibition in Las Vegas is full of bizarre inventions. So one of them being the Karma Sutra bed.
2: Yeah, I'm not bothered about that. Go skip to the robot. Please skip to the robot. <laughs>
1: yeah so uh the robot i mean it doesn't say a huge amount about that other than there's a robot that brings you uh roll yeah where do um, i sign
2: up where do i sign up that's all yeah. i need to know i mean uh, what does yeah. he go to the shop if you that's the thing you know that's the question if you're in that dreaded situation where there's none on the spool next to you and none in reserve will he pop out and get you a quick four pack
1: that would be useful huh? i don't i don't think it does Mm. um i mean it would be wonderful if it did uh for example bluetooth controlled toilet paper robot here we go <laughs> so um uh, bluetooth controlled toilet paper robot the charmin robot mm. which works via an app on your phone which will deliver loo paper to you which opens up an entirely um uh, extra debate on its on its own because if you're on the toilet should you be using an app on your phone really
2: wait why wouldn't you be
1: well, is it is it hygienic? I mean,
2: that's oh, come what... Come off it, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> you... <laughs>
1: some people think that's a debate.
2: Yeah, some people do. And those same people are, you know, likely to have a Jake Gyllenhaal bubble kid style children one day because you've got to take your phone into the toilet. What, what else are you meant to do?
1: Is it hygienic? I suppose it is.
2: I mean, if you're going to get into it, every toilet you go in is not hygienic. The particles are still flying around. So, all right, you've got a problem getting your phone out, but your hands will already be out in that atmosphere.
1: Mm, That's true. That's true. Also, it's it's the Charmin robot. I want to know if it's developed by Charmin.
2: Yeah. Or
1: or whether or not it's been, like, naming rights to Charmin. Maybe we could, like, name right a robot for something around the house, like the Tech Talks. What else could you? What else what, could we have a, a, what, a robot? What use would our you house? get
2: out of a Tech Talks robot? Honestly,
1: um, maybe Same. one that brings you a bottle of beer. Uh,
2: okay, yeah, a bottle of beer. Yeah, the Tech the,
1: Talks, the Tech Talks, the Tech Talks uh, beer robot.
2: That's oh, awful. I'm, I'm out. I think it's ridiculous, <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs>
1: it's dragon den style Jacked
2: out hey can i just say when i was in america last i was watching their equivalent of uh dragon's den which is called shark Shark tank Tank. yeah of course you're familiar can i one of the new investors on there dave is ashton kutcher really (laughs) yeah I had to text my dad and be like, "What?" Because uh, he loves crap TV like that, and it, 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 he was like, "Yeah, he's just you know he's got enough money to do it. He's uh he's an investor on the show now." And I was like, "But he has what business acumen does he have?" And it's so funny. Yeah, fun. yeah I, I mean,
1: it's not just the money; it's the fact that they're supposedly coaching your business.
2: Yeah, I mean, you have got Mark Cuban, Mister Wonder, or whatever they're called, and Ashton Kutcher. You just Ashton got Kutcher. maybe it's punked. Maybe it's one long punked. <laughs> he, he invests and then he says punked. Got yeah. <laughs> I like that idea. I like that idea. Yeah.
1: Right, with that, Jack. Thank you for coming back to the fold. Thank you for returning to your to your rightful place as as, as host of Tech Talks.
2: Thank um, you for having me. It's it's always a blessing.
1: Come and join us again very soon. Uh, you're going to be doing um, the Tuck Shop with us as well. Still, yes.
2: Of course, have still got the T-shirt.
1: Well, we're going. We're going up to. This is an exciting announcement. We're going up to two episodes a month. Um, which I know is probably quite a bit of an ask on your time so what, what, uh, yeah. what I have put in my mind is a bit of negotiation going on here live on the show folks uh, uh, Kat will do one and you'll do the other and then you can kind of have a competition about who's better I guess
2: well that's fine by me bring it on Cat. I mean yeah a
1: bit you, of competition. You,
2: you've seen me on camera already right oh yeah come on it's I I mean the, the local express said remember rememberable not even a word
1: Never mind. Let's, let's finish it there, right? Have a lovely weekend.
2: Thanks for listening. <laughs> Take care.